Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. We are picking up where we left off. Uh, Julie, I believe you're unmuted. Um, are you there? Yes, you are. I believe so. Hopefully. Yep, you sound perfect. All right, so podcast listeners, this is the podcast that we've been waiting for, that maybe some of you have been waiting for, where we're going to tell you exactly what to do in preparation of the upcoming recession. Now, upcoming when? I don't know. Recessions are impossible to predict. But what is not impossible to predict, which frankly is incredibly easy to predict, is that, frankly, 99% of you are going to wait too long and are going to suffer needlessly as a result of being underprepared. So what Julie and I are going to do, and this is probably going to uh, take two or three shows, which is fine, because I think these points are going to maybe rattle some cages, which is fine as well. But what we're going to do over the next few days is we're going to go over all these points, and we're going to drill down. The whole goal of this podcast is this. I'm going to tell you. So I wrote all these notes. It's taken me probably two weeks to work on this a little bit every day. I wanted to research everything. I wanted to, you know, give you guys the best information I could. I want this to be a a series of historical podcasts that you can reference back to whenever you're feeling, whenever the recession strikes your particular market and whatnot. So you can refer back to this series of podcasts as a to do as a, you know, how to survive the pod, how to survive the recession type podcast. Um, But, you know, Julie and I've been in the coaching business for a long time, decades. We've been entrepreneurs, business owners for a long time. We've been married for uh, 28 years this year. (laughs) Sorry, I had to make a sound effect, Julie. We've been married for 28 years this year in five days. Hey, I did remember. Did you? I know. Well, that's good. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, good. So um, I want you guys to go to the uh, – you can either go to uh, iTunes, you can go to Stitcher, you can go to timandjulieharris.com. This podcast is best uh, understood and absorbed if you go back and listen to the series of podcasts. We did four-part series on – and the title of the podcast is super easy to find. You can probably just drop this name into Google, this title into Google and find it. And here it is. It's urgent warning. How will a recession affect you? Okay. And there's part one, two, three, and four. Those are waiting for you over at timandjulieharris.com. They're on Stitcher. They're on iTunes. And like I said, chances are you can just drop um, these words into Google and it'll pull up the podcast replays. Urgent warning, how a recession will affect you part, you know, and then listen to all four parts. All right. Now, when we're doing this, when we were, when I was writing this, um, here's what I was thinking about. I was thinking about the thousands of agents that Julie and I came in contact with during the last recession and as we were leading up to um, the recovery. And to a person, every single one of them was ill-prepared. I do not honestly remember having – and Julie, don't just validate what I'm saying. If you refute what I'm saying because your own personal experience, please jump in. But I do not remember having a single conversation with a single agent starting in about 2008 through probably about 2009, almost 2010, where they reported having been prepared for what then was, I think, historically will be remembered as a depression. But I do not remember a story of a single agent who went into that economic downturn that so adversely affected the economy, but mostly housing, 
um, who was overprepared, let alone just mildly prepared. Julie, did you have a single call like that ever? No. No. In fact, I would even uh, take it to the extreme that many were massively underprepared, not just a little underprepared, but not even close, which is a scary thing. Right. And I, I'd even say some of the grizzled veterans that had seen a recession or two, uh, even they weren't prepared. And here's human behavior. Uh, everyone does this, right? This is just how it works. Most people will not make a change until the pain of not having made the change is greater than the perceived pain of having made the change. Okay? Now, I'm going to tell you guys a real good story. I love this story because uh, it makes the point so perfectly. I had a great coaching client. Um, he's, he's since retired. He bought enough investment properties. He's just living off of cash flow. He owns a bunch of mobile home parks, of all things. But here's a story. He was grossly obese. And obese to the point where he was uh, literally having to, you know, deal with the possible ramifications of uh, the diabetes that he developed. And he tells the story to me. This is I wasn't coaching him during the, the lead up to what I'm going to, so I'm only relaying to you what he told me. So he had, you know, basically been gone to the going to the doctor for all these years, and the doctor said. Listen, if you do not actually have surgery, if you do not lose weight, you're going to have to have surgery because your body is no longer able to pump blood to all you know facets of your body, your your toes and your feet and all these other things. Are they're starting to develop uh, poor circulation, and what happens in situations like what I'm describing is a poor circulation can actually lead to gangrene. That's death of the limb or death of the foot, and then it has to be surgically removed. Okay. So this guy had been fat for a long time, as he told me, and not just a little bit fat. And t the doctor's telling him, uh, look, dude, you're going down the wrong road here. He did not listen to what they said. He kept on going to the doctor. He kept on you know, doing what he was doing, never bothered to lose weight until the doctor told him he was going to have to have, I believe it was from his knee down, removed surgically because of bad circulation. Okay, This is a totally – 100% as I remember it, and this was what was really profound. He told me that it wasn't until the doctor told him that he was going to have to have a limb removed before he actually took his weight problem seriously. Now, here's what's miraculous. This is the, my favorite part of the story. Not only did he lose all of his weight, but he got in such good shape. This dude was on the cover of a men's fitness magazine. I kid you not. I saw his picture um, I saw a digital version, and it he looked unbelievable. You never went in a billion years would have guessed that this guy was uh, that fat, and he kept the weight off. And he then basically, from the experience of having lost all that weight, he then essentially decided to invest himself in his business, all the while keeping his health up, obviously. And he then made himself into a multimillionaire. Oh, one thing led to another. How about that? So here's the thought for all of you. He did not make the commitment to losing the weight. He did not stop the behavior that would have ultimately cost him at least half his leg until the doctor told him the pain that he was going to suffer from not having, uh, you know, essentially endured the process of losing the weight and, until he actually accepted the pain of losing the limb would be greater than the pain of losing the weight. Get what I was saying here, guys? You, are you tying this all together in your heads? Only then did he make the change. So that's what human behavior is. So what most of you are going to do is you're going to wait. You're going to go into denial. You're going to go online, and you're going to find people that said, Tim and Julie Harris are full of shit. It, we're not in a recession. There's not a housing slowdown. What you're going to do is you're going to start looking for things to confirm you don't need to change. That's human behavior. 
right? That's what people do. That's what you do. You look for reasons not to change. You will fight for reasons not to change. You aggressively defend not changing. You know, even though you, we can have conversations that look at, for example, your profit and loss statement of your brokerage or your team, and I point out very clear, absolutely obvious problems in your business, you will fight and defend it like it's religion. That's how most of you act. <laughs> True. Until, until, right, how many conversations like that have we had with people with teams, and you have these conversations and you say, what's mm -hmm. your profit on the buyer agent side? What's your problem on, profit on the listing side? And every single time I've ever had that conversation, never once has it not proven out that the listing side of the business was subsidizing the buyer agent side of the business. Julie, we don't need to drill down on this. We're going to in our points. So yep. moral of the story, guys, as you're going through this process, understand, accept that you are not different than everybody else. Neither am I, by the way. You are not special in it more than anybody else about your ability to quickly adapt to change. Everybody is basically wired the same way. We all come with the same software of denial and complacency until something truly painful uh, or potentially painful causes you to want to change. So I don't want you to experience that because Julie and I were coaching back then and the calls and the coaching calls we had to have with folks after or during the recession still absolutely haunt me. And if I, if I, right now, how I'm feeling, if I were to start telling you about some of those calls and some of the things that happened to some of those people who did not take action, I would, I would get emotional, so I'm not going to do it. But what you have to understand, if you deny uh, change, if you deny preparedness for the inevitable, and that is what it is right now, what you're going to do is you're going to experience some of the worst kind of suffering that humans can on this planet. I mean that quite literally. Everything that you fear of happening in your life that you fight, you tell yourself, to avoid happening, you're going to manifest in your life because you are not being receptive to the simple fact that the market is changing. The simple fact that we are – I hate using the word cycle, but the simple fact is that we're entering into a different cycle in the real estate market. All right, so – I know this is dramatic, I know this is shocking, and this is scary, but this is also what we have to deliver. We have to tell you guys the truth. We have a moral imperative. How about that? That's really how we feel. We have a moral imperative to tell you the truth and hopefully save you from the, you know, the pain and hardship. Now, but I'm not, you know, I'm not naive, and this is sad. So how many people will listen to this? 10,000, 20,000 over time. Some of our podcasts get over 30,000 downloads and listens. So how many of you will actually take action on this? And here's a simple fact. Just based on human behavior, maybe 90% won't. 90% of you will just, oh, that was entertaining, or, you know, that was whatever. I listened to that podcast or the series of podcasts Tim and Julie do. Yeah, I don't do anything with the information, but, you know, I, you know, I like it. You know that Julie, she's pretty cute, right? I don't know. I mean, but, but here's the reality of it is that you guys are going to listen and you're not going to take action. You're going to sign yourself up for unnecessary suffering. So I don't – look, that's your choice. But what my choice is, what my moral imperative is, is to absolutely positively do everything in our power in the most convincing, dramatic way necessary to, to make the point to save you and your family from unnecessary hardship. That is my moral imperative. I don't know how else to say it. Jules, you want to scale on that or are we there? Yeah. No, that's, well, we'd be pretty crappy uh, real estate podcast hosts, not to mention coaches, if we knew about this and didn't share it with them. 
And after all, it's a lot easier to just try and, you know, say, sell them some leads or magic easy buttons and other things like that. That's a lot more fun, even for us. <laughs> but seeing as how we uh, like to have integrity around here, we have to let you guys know. And that doesn't mean that it has to be a zombie apocalypse recession. It's a changing market, which will feel like a zombie apocalypse recession to those of you who have not experienced anything like that. So there's varying degrees of this. Now, here's the thing. We've got some specific directives for you guys. Don't just take notes. Actually take action. And by the way, and Tim, I was looking through all of your notes here, all of these things apply to any market in any situation. It's just like uh, it's just what your, your uh, story was. Don't wait until something kicks you in the butt to take action. These things apply all the time. Take action now before you have to, before you have to have a conversation about losing limbs. So point number one, know your market. Always know your market. Here's the rule. Write this down. Memorize it. I actually woke up at 3 a.m. this morning thinking exactly this. I was thinking about a coaching client. Knowledge equals confidence. Ignorance equals fear. Ignorance equals fear. When you have fear of the unknown, it's because you're being ignorant about something. So know your market. Now, what does that mean? Always know the average days on the market. You should look that up before every single listing appointment on every subject property because it's not the same for every price range in every neighborhood. Know your market. So days on the market, is it going up or down? Builder behavior. I always think this is really interesting. Builder confidence reports. Are they continuing to build and build and build, or are they pulling back a little bit? Are they waiting until some of those spec homes are selling off? What's going on with builders? I'll tell you one thing I'm seeing, Tim, from our premier coaching calls, more builder incentives. They don't do that when it's super low inventory and super competitive. Builder incentives, incentives are absolutely an indicator. Anything you want to add to the builder thought? Lots of pieces Okay, so that. we're starting we're- – we're starting when I was writing these notes, guys. I was starting out with the easiest to digest points first, mm-hmm. which any of you who have been in business for any amount of time will say, duh, these are all important things to know, right? I know that's what you're thinking, but how many of you actually know this stuff? Because what you're going to see if you track, if, okay, let's, let's lay it out there. If you ask brokers, if you look uh, at the MOS, if you talk to anybody that's in the raw, raw real estate business, which is you know, most of the people trying to sell you guys stuff, they're not going to want you to know the facts about the market. Now, when we're telling you to know this stuff, you're going to have to understand that your market is broken into segments, but also micro markets. Even in the worst of the recession, even in the, the worst markets in the country, like Detroit and certain parts of, I mean, there were guys, there were markets that were just like, you cannot believe how bad they were. There were still pockets of that in those really, really bad markets that were doing really well. So you have to know where those markets are because that is going to make, give you confidence. It's what Julie always says. It's in our book, Harris Rules, that you guys can buy on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or Target or Walmart. <laughs> you, know, you can buy it everywhere. But it's knowledge equals confidence, ignorance equals fear. And if you have ignorance of the market, you're going to be constantly living in fear of not knowing how to prepare. So here's some more points. Five point, you know, we're on point one, and the point one is simply, um, you know, know your market. And the rule is knowledge equals confidence, ignorance equals fear. Stick to the notes, lady. All right. Next one is buyer behavior. Are you noticing that your buyers, because they're paying attention to the news, are starting to live in fear of a falling, uh, falling knife? You're going to see buyers who are going to start 
before you could motivate them off fear of loss. But now these buyers are going to be like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to hold. I'm going to hold Pat. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to. Da, 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 da. They're not returning calls as fast. Not, buyer behavior is going to change. Uh, buyer behavior changes before sellers realize that it's changed. That is that rub. That friction can last months, years in some markets. So the, what I'm trying to tell you guys is the. Uh, Sellers will be the slowest to accept that the market's changed. The buyers will be the first to know. And again, Julie mentioned these things, builder behavior, builder confidence, mortgage applications. Mortgage application reports come out, I think, every month. We are always reported on our main website, timandjulieharris.com. You can also read about it on Bloomberg or CNBC, a bunch of different places. Look for price reductions in the MLS. This goes back to knowing the days in the market, knowing your um, your MLS st statistics. But here's the, the last two points that we wrote down, which I think are kind of fun. Starbucks chatter. <laughs> no, I didn't know how else to put it, frame it out. But when you hear civilians, people without real estate licenses, talking about the real estate market, um, any kind of you know way of uh, they're nervous about it. Prices, there's in the market. Did you see this not sell, that not sell? When you start hearing civilians talk about the market, you know for sure that's becoming an omnipresent fear in people's minds. Most people, most normal people, real estate, their house is their greatest asset. It's their greatest savings account. And when they start living in fear, they do nothing. Remember we talked earlier, and it's giving an example about the guy with the weight and this and the other. The fact is, is that when people are feeling fear, they don't do anything. They stall out. So they won't necessarily want to buy a house. They won't necessarily want to list their house. That's the problem. That's how you're going to be caught unprepared because you're going to have all these great listings and all of a sudden the market's going to, you know, they're all going to require what we call a, you know, a market adjustment or a price reset, repositioning on the market to correctly reflect the buyer's uh, expectation is our script. But you guys won't do it fast enough because you won't know what to say because you won't want the conflict from the seller because you know the sellers are going to basically be having their heads in the sky with aspirational pricing. That's our way of saying overpriced. They're going to be aspirational still in their pricing. And as a result of that, for you to step in there and try to sh uh, basically you know, hit them with the reality stick, that's not going to be good for you. And without scripts, without knowing what to say, without knowing what to do, that's where the pain comes in from this process. And this is also an interesting point. It's a sub point to all of this uh, as far as our first point, which is know the market. What happens in a market like this, and anyone who is dominant in their market is not going to want to hear me say this, but it is still true. What happens in a market like this is the old guard, and it could not. I'm not referring to age. I'm referring to anyone who might be the dominant market and their agent or one of the, in their market, dominant agent in their market, or one of the dominant agents in their market. What happens in a change like this is if those agents don't adjust quickly, which we already have determined that they won't and they don't get price reductions quickly, if they don't learn how to work with the expired sellers, if they don't get their pre-listing packs done, if they don't get their, all their shit organized at the highest level, because in a great seller's market, which we've been experiencing, what's happened, guys, is a lot of you have this um, really, frankly, um, I don't know how to say it without sounding mean, but you have a, a, an unearned perception of uh, your ability to sell real estate, and where all reality is that you've been selling real estate in an up market. You don't know what it's like to sell real estate when prices are falling or flat and buyers are you know, apprehensive or completely in fear mode and sellers are angry. So when you have to adjust that market and those, that skill set, but see, you won't. What many of you are going to do is deny it. You're going to look for reasons to prove that we're wrong. You're going to wait too long, and then you're going to suffer the worst consequences. Remember we just talked about that? So another thing, I mentioned Starbucks chatter, but here's another thing. If you're in a market 
where there's a lot of folks in tech. That'd be, you know, obviously Silicon Valley. That would be, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of parts in the country. I'm thinking of our old hometown of Austin. You know, what's going on with tech stocks? I know this is kind of weird, but I want you to think about this. If the tech stocks are uh, are worrisome, if they're not inflating, if, you know, you hear earnings from Dell come out, though it's privately traded, privately traded, you get my, my point here, or Apple, or you know, Apple's got a lot of employers and, or employees and you know, a lot of parts of the country, or Amazon. If you hear about the stocks not doing well, you can pretty much assess that in most of the country, houses in about 450 on up, those, the sales are going to slow down dramatically because a lot of those people have all of their wealth in their company's stock. And so if they're fearful of their stock's value, then you're also going to see a market slow down. These are all types of things that happen in a recession. So the last recession, depression, started with a housing crash. Then it spread to the rest of the economy. This one's not. It's spreading and housing suffering as a result. Uh, you know, housing is a unintended consequence of the overall recession that's starting to form. But the fact is, is the result's going to be the same with regards to how it affects you and your housing market. And look, if you're in, say, North, Charlottesville, North Carolina, and you're in a very, you know, banking health sector, same thing. Watch what those companies are doing. Here's another great one. If you're in Washington, D.C., we have a lot of coaching clients in Washington, D.C., and you're seeing, for example, Trump gets another, uh, you know, a Republican becomes, you guys get the point, there's not going to be a huge number of hiring happening in Washington, D.C., whereas if you see a Democrat, uh, I'm not being political, do not get nasty with me, I'm stating a fact, when you see a Democrat enter office, they hire up big time in the government. So it's kind of funny. Even if you're conservative and you live in Washington, D.C., you're kind of liking a Democratic president because you're going to see a lot of people relocating in and relocating out. Um, so these are the types of things. This goes back to the original point of know your market. Now, at this point, many of you are going to say, oh, my gosh, I'm understanding what you're saying. I need help now. And I'm going to give you two options. If you need help now, I want you to consider requesting a free coaching call. And the easiest way to do it, Julie, what's the code? I just had a brain fart. The easiest way to do it is, thank you, is text the, num text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Text the word Harris to 31996, or if you're on a desktop, which is frankly less than 10% of you, you can go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Now I'm going to throw out a third option. If you are a broker or you have a big team, and you know that you're burning the candle at both ends, and you want an absolute intervention. You want help at the highest level, and you know you have to ask for it now. I get texts like this, texts like this several times a day. Text me directly, and Julie or myself will personally call you back. But look, you have to be a broker or a team that needs an intervention, and we will step into the fray with you and will help you position yourself to not just survive but thrive in the changing market. So just text me directly at 512-758-0206. Text me directly at 512-758-0206. Hey, Julie, we got through point number one. All right, we're going on to point number we did. two. We're I'll start good. this one. I'll, yeah, right. yeah, I know. Okay. Point number two. See what happens, Julie, when we stick to script, by the way? <laughs> point number two. Uh, go, you know, it's funny I'm saying that to you because I never do. Uh, point number two. Uh, go <laughs> small anything, to go big. Okay. <laughs> I know. Go small to go big. And here's the rule that's associated with this. Master your own personal world before trying to conquer others. Focus on those you can help and influence the most before wasting time going broad. Now, I'm going to read that one more time because I need you guys to really consider what I'm saying. 
in an up market, here I'll frame, I'll frame it slightly different. In an up market where cash is flowing and confidence is high and houses are selling themselves and buyers are standing in line and overpaying and all those types of things and mortgages are easy to get and da, 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 da. In a market like that that we are leaving, you are going to want to probably consider going broader. And that's what many of you have done. You have expanded with your teams and your staff and your logos and your the things we kind of rally against because we know where those things end up when the market changes, which, which is happening now, in uh, tears, frankly. But if you've been essentially investing in your business, not taking profit out of your business, if you've left no money on the table for yourself and your family, this is going to be a point, a rule that you need to visit constantly. I'm going to read it one more time. Master your own personal world before trying to conquer others. Focus on those you can help and influence, influence is being a big one, the most before wasting time going broad or going big. Guys, get my point? It's counterintuitive. Everybody and everything is telling you to go big or go home. What I'm telling you is to go home and shore up the, and look for basically things that you need to make sure are in place in, in anticipation of a market adjustment. That's what I'm asking you to do, and do that before it's too late. Now, first sub-point on this one, and Julie, um, you can do the first sub-point because it's concise. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Review your points above. You know your market, center of influence, past clients. Be massively proactive. Work on perfecting scripts. I'll tell you the number one thing I see in Premier Coaching right now, they don't know how to deal with an overpriced listing. They all ask for one thing, magic marketing. Give me the marketing piece that will sell my overpriced listing. No, it's not the marketing. You're just advertising you've got an overpriced listing. Everybody knows it or it would be sold already. I'll never forget when, when – <laughs> Rory used to get on us about this. He would say, it is a fact. It is overpriced until it's actually sold. I don't care what you think your magic pricing is or your degree in appraisal. If it's still in the market, it's overpriced, period. Okay, so the question is what to do about it. You must learn your scripts. There's a whole bunch of price reduction scripts that are all market proven across the country, different price ranges, all included in Premier Coaching. But the thing is, you guys haven't really needed them that much lately, but you do now. Okay, now here's the thing, Tim, to your point, that they generally don't do anything about this because what are they doing right now? Every one of them is thinking, yeah, but what about that listing I had last week that had multiple offers on it? Don't hang your hat on the one when you've got five more that haven't sold, okay? Be very careful about that. You, you have a little bit of time right now to perfect those scripts, to try them out, to work on it, but when things get more dramatic, especially when the press starts reporting on this, you're not going to have time to figure it out to get ready to get started to someday possibly learn a price reduction script. Okay, so you have to take action now, and we're here to help you with that. Then we have perfect your listing system. Now, let me make this very clear. A listing system is not listed on Thursday, open house it on Saturday, gather your offers, and put it pending on Monday. That was okay when you were the only listing and things were super hot. That is not a system. That's called luck. I know it doesn't seem like that for some of you who have only lived your lives like that, but that's not a system. A listing system includes things like communicating with the seller every single week using a specific system of scripts and questions for them and helping them out every single week until it sells. A listing system includes things like after two weeks or ten showings, whichever happens first, we have a price adjustment conversation. That's a system where you follow that every single time. A system is consistency. A system is sending your pre-listing package every single time, not just to the random ones that you think you might be competing on. Okay, so systems are very important. We're going to be talking about this more 
uh, and all the different aspects of real estate on a future podcast I'm working on. But more information is not what you need. Smart, targeted, experienced information is what you require. There's a difference between going to every free seminar you can get your hands on and stuffing your head full of random information because you think maybe that's going to be the ticket versus what am I dealing with right now? I've got a listing that's about to expire on me. Gosh, I'd sure like to be the one that helps that seller close and gets paid as a result. Maybe that's my targeted, experienced information that I need help with. And that's what we do in Premier Coaching a lot. Okay, But waiting is not a plan. It's not a system, and it will make you broke. So that's my conclusion well, as I go off to Premier to help them. <laughs> go ahead. Yes, exactly. So those of you who are in Premier Coaching, make sure you attend Julie's uh, daily semi-private call live. She's off to the call right now. To that yep. point, though, right guys, now. this is really important. <laughs> See you, Jules. This is really important. More information is not what you need. Smart target experiences, I- information that you require. So if the source of information that you're going to now, to, to really, guys, this just should make sense to you, is telling you to do more marketing, Okay, more marketing, as Julie just said, is just letting the world know that you don't know how to get a price reduction. More marketing does not get properties sold. It's not lack of exposure that's causing your house not to sell, the properties not to sell. It is the lack of correct pricing. That's it. You know, the positioning on the market sucks. That's the reason it's not selling. More marketing and prettier pictures and video. So you guys, again, I'm trying to be sympathetic to all of you because I know that 99% of you have only sold real estate during the up market. So you don't have any counterbalance to all the Instagramming, Facebooking, branding, bullshit marketing information that you've been inundated with over the past decade. Build a team, bigger, build a bigger team, do this, do the other thing. All of you think that's what you're supposed to do because you've only been in the business during an up market. What's going to happen in the down market is you're going to learn the hard way, most of you, unfortunately, and I'm sorry for you, but that's true, that those things do not work in a normal market or an adjusting market. They only work in, as the market's increasing. Doesn't it just common make, doesn't it make sense? Doesn't it feel like common sense as I tell you these things? If your solution to your overpriced listings or the fact that you can't take a listing, that you're not competitive, maybe some of you go on listing appointments, you only take 50% and you go to some coach that tells you, oh, that's normal. No, it's not. That sucks. You suck. That's 50%. Why would you accept that as being normal? Get better. Get your skills on. Go back to the original point that we made today. So look, guys, don't look for more information. Look for proven information. That's what smart people do. That's what rich people do. Rich people, smart people, when they're looking, and yes, those things are two, are usually synonymous, they're not looking for more information constantly. What they're doing is they're going to the people that have proven their ability to solve a problem. That is what you are. You're a professional sol- a problem solver, as am I, as is Julie, as is everyone that works for us. You're professional problem solvers. What, pe- what people will do in a changing market, is sellers are going to, after they've started to accept the market's changing, they're going to go to the proven uh, problem solvers. And if you think all the branding and marketing and Facebooking and videoing is going to get them to call you because you've done so much of it in a changing market, you are wrong. Here's why. They're going to look for the person who has the sold sign. They're going to look for the person that pro- solved the problem because they have a problem that needs to be sold or solved. They're not going to look for the person who's got the most Instagram uh, followers. That's what changes in a real market. That's what we're entering into. So look, guys, your two solutions or suggestions, and Julie and I are going to finish up the next three points over the next few days. Please consider requesting a free coaching call. Just You can text me directly, 512-758-0206. Um, 
or you guys, you know, obviously you can go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. But don't just sit on your hands and do nothing. That's a mistake. Don't look for more information to, uh, to validate or to disprove what we're telling you. Assume what we're telling you is true and what happens as a result. So what? You overprepare. So what? You essentially are, you know, you are ready for any storm fronts or any storm clouds that might roll in. What's the downside to that? What's the downside of doing the opposite of doing nothing? or even doubling down on what you're doing now, which is not going to survive a changing market. So what's the difference, guys? Have you thought about that? The reality of it is, is what we're trying to do is we're trying to save you from unnecessary pain and suffering. That is what our mission is. That's what Julie and I talk about. That's what we're focused on. That's the reason this is the number one listen to daily podcast for agents, because we know, you guys know, we're not full of shit. So if there's anything we can do for you, please do consider asking for help. In the meantime, we'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. Have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. Mm-hmm.